Hi, and welcome to the Connection Over Perfection podcast. I am Amber McRae, your therapeutic nutritionist and host. Join me on a holistic healing journey where we explore the power of nutrition and connection for your overall well-being, where we embrace connection over perfection. Okay, amazing souls, welcome back to another episode of Connection Over Perfection, and I have an amazing guest. Sam is not just a coach, she's a transformational guide who brings a sprinkle of magic to every endeavor. With a passionate mission to help individuals break free from the shackles of old habits, she's on a journey to guide you towards holistic well-being and personal growth. As a mother of four, Sam brings a unique perspective to her wellness journey, making it relatable and inspiring for all. Her journey has been about exploring holistic nutrition's power, emotional healing, and the deep connections we forge with ourselves and others. But what truly sets Sam apart is her high energy, boundless encouragement, and unwavering love for helping others shine their brightest. She's not just a guest. She's a beautiful friend who embodies the essence of authenticity, vulnerability, and resilience. Sam is the perfect guest to explore the transformative journey towards becoming our highest version and achieving our goals. Get ready for an insightful and inspiring conversation with Sam Maurer. Welcome to the episode, Sam. Hi! Oh my goodness, I am so excited to be here. This is honestly a huge honor of mine to be on this amazing podcast, and I, I'm not going to fib. I'm a little nervous because your podcast, the value that comes from it is impeccable, and I just want to be able to hold up those standards of getting that, that sparkle and that value out to others so that they can step into their highest self and live out that reality that they want versus settling for good enough. So I am so excited for being here. Thank you so much. Oh, yes. I love you. And I just love your energy. So we're going to jump right in. Okay. Miss Sam, could you please share a brief overview of how you started your journey for our listeners? You know, what inspired you to become a transformational coach and a strong supporter of holistic living? Oh, my gosh. Of course. Okay. So... As you mentioned before, I am a mama of four kiddos and a wife and taking it back all the way before I had kids back to my childhood, I was not in an environment or I didn't have the exposure or knowledge to be quite honest. I was in that lack mindset. I had that victim mentality, and those were just the circumstances and situations that I was immersed in, and I didn't have the awareness to know that you can actually change the way that you think, and growing up, I was so conditioned that our brains are fixed, and the way that you think is how it is, and you can't do anything to change it. So for me, as I was growing up, I had a lot of resistance when it came to other people and being accepted. And I also came into a season in my life where not only was I dealing with the projection of other people being put on to me, but I had found myself having this diagnosis, which was new, of having seizures. And going through having this lack mindset and not having not having that support that I felt that I should from my surrounding peers and friends and just there was a point in my life where I didn't think that continuing living this way was the right route for me. I felt that if I could alleviate the burden that I was having on other people through my lack mindset and my victim mentality and now adding on another layer of other people having to watch after me almost while I'm going through these seasons of seizures. And I just felt that at the time it was better if I wasn't here. So for myself, I decided that I wanted to take the route of taking that burden off of other people, and I tried to attempt to take my own life. 
it was unsuccessful, thank goodness, because there was so much that the universe and higher power knew that I was needed for, and I couldn't see it at the time. But that's kind of really what started everything was having those constant negative thoughts, then having the medical conditions and not really understanding how I could fix it, not really having the exposure or knowledge that this was something that could be changed. And I didn't have to live this way for the rest of my life. And that was a moment of wake up call to fast forward when I had my first babies. And I knew that this was something that could no longer happen. This was something that I had gone through, I had been through, and now I needed to really figure out deep down what was going on so that I could fix it. And by doing so, I was able to then transform my own life And in the journey or path of doing that, I was able to connect with others and give them insights that they didn't even understand that I was going through. So fast forward to having my kiddos and you know, kiddos are expensive. My husband worked days, I worked nights and I felt like we always had more month at the end of our money. And that was something that I needed to change. So while I grew up in that environment of negative mindset and lack mindset, it was ingrained for me from an early age that hard work and persistence can get you anything. So that is what I knew to be true. I was raised with my mom who worked full-time getting different shifts to be able to take care of myself and my two brothers. And just seeing her put in the work day in and day out to be able to provide for us, that is something that I knew I had with inside of myself to do. So I went to work. I googled online ways to make money from home and I came across a direct sales company And I had no idea what this was about. I had no idea any information other than they were just stating that you could work from home and do this with your kids. So I dove in, I contacted the person that I found online, and I dove into this. So coming from not having that exposure to being immersed in a positive community was such an eye opener for me that people are actually surrounded by other happy people and that you can surround yourself with other people who are shooting after goals and that you can actually learn how to change the way that you think and change the way that you live and This was all new to me, and that is kind of where the pivotal point came, is getting into this online sales profession, and that is what really launched myself in the trajectory of my career, was coming to find out that there were more opportunities if I was willing to change the way that I think so that I could change the way that I saw the world. That is beautiful. Okay. So I think I hear you saying that your journey really began in a really dark place. And from that really was birthed physically when your child, your twins, right, were born. And it gave you this sense that something really has to change. And because you were raised in that that go-getter mentality. You're like, let me find how to fix this. And that led you to this company where you were dropped into this whole different type of energy that became addictive and, and beautiful and a thriving support for you, which really allowed you to be able to begin that journey of self-healing and self-love and really feeling like what it feels like to connect with others who genuinely want to see you succeed, who are also succeeding themselves, which was a very different type of energy that you had ever experienced. And because of what you had been through and your ability to be able to have been in those darkest moments, you can relate with so many people because I believe everybody has felt that 
at some point in their life. And we just don't talk about it very often, which is one of the reasons that I love people sharing their story. And especially that part of their story is because it allows other people to know they're not alone in that. And you can really relate to them in that which has given you such an opportunity to reach people right where they are in that pain and in that darkness. And you have the tools that have brought you from there to where you are now. And so that's, that's kind of where you are. Is that close? Yes, absolutely. I definitely think that having my oldest daughter, she just turned eight, but having her and like I said, going and finding a way to make it work. Like what you were just saying, that was absolutely my mentality. And I actually have a tattoo on my side that my mom would always whisper to me when I was having these moments of thunderstorm seasons with throughout my journey with having medical issues was never accept defeat, fight with everything you have. And that quote really is something that I live by because there's always a way to find a solution. And that is exactly what opened up this new doorway of opportunity was having the drive to not let the discouragement defeat me, but to figure out what is the next possible way to win. And then when I going through this journey, when I first started with my oldest daughter into having my second daughter and then to having the twins, when I had the twins, that was the pivotal moment that I knew I had to do it. I knew that I had to face my fears and just do it anyway and share my story. And if it could help one person, I was completely satisfied because like what you had just mentioned, I feel like there is such a stigma around mental health still, even in 2023, where we aren't talking Mm -hmm. about the dark side of it. And there's almost this highlight of being this robot who is so positive and they don't have these negative downfalls and they don't have things that they're overcoming and they aren't going through challenges and things like that. And I think it is so important that especially like you highlight these things daily and on your podcast and you live through this mission to help people find the awareness that we are all in this together, that you are not alone by having these thoughts or having these habits, patterns, and behaviors that we have learned throughout the way But in also knowing that there is hope, because if we have overcome all of these struggles and we have been able to get to the other side, that gives somebody else courage and hope knowing that they can do the same. And I think it's amazing that we are able to just gift those experiences while they may have been tough in the thick of it. And I think that you will agree that when you are in the thick of a situation, and you are in that situation, it is so hard to see that sunshine and positive light. But when you can connect with somebody else who has been there, done that, it just, it opens up a whole new level and layer of comfortability of being uncomfortable. Yeah, I love that. And this is why I'm so passionate about validation is because life is going to be shitty. It's going to happen. There's going to be bad things. There's, it's Like you said, it's not all butterflies and rainbows. Uh, well, there are that. Um, right. But, yeah. I think that so many of us just want to feel seen and heard in those moments because they're real for us. And we live in such a society that it makes other people uncomfortable because they really don't know how to handle that because we're so programmed to just fix it. And so I think that's what's beautiful about um, what you do as well is you, while you're solution-based, which I absolutely love because I love being around people who are like, yeah, this shit is hard, but we have solutions. Let's go. Right. Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> but you're like, I hear you. It, it's tough to be where you are. And that makes sense. And I think that that's so huge. And combining those two 
um, elements is really powerful, which is why I think that you are just exploding out there and reaching so many people. So you're just amazing, which I know is one thing that attracted me to you. I was like, oh, this is a sexy goddess who has it going on, who has the brain and the beauty, and she is just speaking the language. Let me find out what she's about. Oh my gosh, I love you so much. And I think it's important to highlight that I wasn't this person. You know, when we've talked about that is it has taken me years to get to the point of where I'm not in that mindset of asking questions that aren't serving me. Because that was the that was one of the pivotal points was understanding the questions that I was asking myself. Because when you ask yourself questions, your brain's going to find the validation. And I was asking myself all the wrong questions, okay? But (laughs) becoming the person and the having the awareness that I have today, it has shifted over the years. And to be able to connect with other people, to let them know that the person that you that is sitting here that you are listening to today. While I absolutely have had monumental transformation from my mind, thoughts, and body and spirit, is it all started with just one step and continuing to do those every single day. I love that. Just that baby steps. It's all about those damn baby steps. It's the baby steps. It is. (laughs) Those set the foundation. Right. And I, and I love that you're very authentic about that. It doesn't just go away. We still struggle with all of these things just on a different level. We may not stay there as long. We may not fight with our thoughts as long, but we're, we still encounter them. Absolutely. I think that is one thing that is misunderstood about our space is that we try to completely dissolve and diminish negative thoughts When in reality, they are always going to be there. It's just learning the skill of being able to flip that switch faster. Yes. Yes. I love that you said that. And I'm just going to reiterate that for the people that may have missed it. So I think I hear you saying that it is not about making negative thoughts go away. It is about understanding and gaining tools on how to flip that script a bit faster. Is that close? 100% yes. Yeah. And so that leads me right into our next question, which is um, you're all about helping people change old habits and become their best selves. How does becoming aware of our habits play a role in that process? Sure. Absolutely. So awareness is your first step in anything that you are changing. Your awareness is going to shed light on what needs to be changed and why. And something that, and you've probably heard me say it several times, is about changing old habits. But here's the thing that I have come to learn is that it is not an old habit if we are still doing it. Bam. Wow. That hit. It hit, right? It hit me hard, okay? I had a mentor tell me that because I was talking about old habits. My mentor was like, Sam, if it is a habit that you are currently doing, it is not old. So we just need to change the habits, patterns, and behaviors that we are currently doing so that we can have a new result. And that's the thing is when you can become aware of the results that you are no longer wanting, that are no longer serving you, that is where you get the foundation of achieving the transformation that you are actually looking for in those areas of your life. Because when you can become aware of the results that are no longer playing in your favor, that you are not thrilled about, you can dive into reverse engineer what are the habits and patterns that are giving me the results. So then you can have the awareness around what it is exactly the habits and patterns and behaviors that are driving you to get that result. And then you can dive in a little bit deeper to figuring out what thoughts and beliefs are the foundation of those habits, patterns, and behaviors that are giving your your results. So it is kind of a layered process, but awareness is the number one fundamental step into changing anything. And when you can learn what situations and triggers are causing those 
reactions that are not favorable to you, that is when the magic happens. So when you can become aware, you are going to unlock a door of opportunity that you never foresaw in your future. I'm really glad that you mentioned this. What I think I hear you saying is that the first step really is becoming aware just becoming aware that something is even happening to us, that there has been a shift, a change, a trigger. And that could be both negative and positive, how you look at it, but a change in emotion. And so really understanding that first of all, that that even happens to you. And um, I talk a lot about this with my clients is that that is the first step of becoming aware. And when you're able to become aware and then begin to get curious about where that comes from, where that root cause is coming from, stems from, then you can begin to really understand it, validate it, and that will help in changing the habits that you're currently making. Is that close? Yes, absolutely. When you can start to become aware, that is when you can create those new habits, patterns, and behaviors and create those new neural pathways, which is referred to as neuroplasticity, which science shows us that we actually have the ability to change and rewire our brain, and it all stems from becoming aware, which is beautiful. Yes, I love that. You are speaking my language right now. Uh, (laughs) We are vibing on the same wavelength. (laughs) Yeah. So just so our listeners kind of understand is what you're saying that when we become aware, it sends this signal that something is different in our brain. Mm -hmm. And when we talk about neuroplasticity and neuropathways, for people that don't really understand what that is, it's like a track in your brain. You have created this track in your brain. So when you get triggered, it creates this loop and you just run on this track. And so anytime you're triggered, it goes down the same pathway, it, the same coping mechanisms, the same disassociation, whatever your brain has done for a reason to try to keep you safe is why your brain does that. And so when you are stuck on this track, it's very hard to get off. So really just being aware that there are those tracks and that we do get stuck on them, a negative cycle, whatever you want to call it, a pattern. Yes. So becoming aware that, hey, this is there and that there is hope to change that. We can create new paths and new pathways. The way to do that, again, like you were saying, is becoming aware and making a shift, yes. doing something different in those moments. But like you were saying, we have to become aware. And I don't know about for you, but what I like to do and what I did to start was my coach, my counselor had me become aware that I am triggered mm-hmm. and that then what is happening within my body? Where do I feel it? Are my hands shaking? Am I sweating? Is my heart you know, bringing it back to our body because so many of us have been disconnected from our body. Yes. And if we weren't allowed to feel emotions or anything like that, we really became disassociated from our body and our feelings. And so really that is also just merging the two, beginning to merge the two and bring them together and feel to actually feel, um, you know, the emotion, right? And I think that all that kind of wraps into becoming aware. And once we're able to do that, then we can move down the pipeline per se and begin to take those next baby steps. Is that close? Yes, absolutely. And you know, the hardest thing about change is not making the same choices that we did yesterday, right? So, and if you think about it, our routines, the default patterns, habits, and behaviors that we do mundanely throughout our day, those are actually becoming our programs. The redundancy of that cycle becomes a subconscious program. So if you have been doing something for the entirety of your life, you have this program that you're running off of that you are not you're not actually aware that it is happening. So when you can bring yourself to that awareness into a conscious level, 
you are then able to make the steps like what you were saying again to be able to change those. They say that 95% of us, by the time that we are 35 years old, we already have mesmerized sets of behaviors, habits, patterns, emotional reactions, unconscious behaviors, hardwired beliefs, and perceptions, right? So if we have... We have around 60 to 70,000 thoughts per day, which 95% of those are recurring. So if we can tap into that 5% of knowing where we are aware, we can start to begin the steps of uncovering those emotions that are stored within our body, because that's essentially what trauma is, is emotion that is stored in our body. And Joe Dispenza says that when you are no longer the record of the past, you are a map to your future. And by understanding all of this in the inner workings, this gives you the foundation to rewrite that narrative and not be the record or the memories of the past. Yeah, that's so huge. And that leads me right into my next question. You mentioned about trauma. So transformation often means dealing with past struggles or traumas. How do you use therapy and holistic practices to help people heal and connect with themselves and others? Sure. So the way that I like to describe it is what we think is how we feel. How we feel is what we do, and what we do is what we have. So when you have the same thought, it leads to the same choice. And when you make the same choice, it leads to the same behavior, and that same behavior leads to the same experience. So when you can start to uncover these different levels around awareness, like what we were talking about, and reverse engineer from the result to those habits, patterns, and behaviors to the thoughts and beliefs that are carrying these emotions. Because science shows us that our brains cannot differentiate the rehearsal of an experience that we are replaying in our mind versus a physical experience that we are actually participating in. Our brain cannot differentiate that. So when we are rehearsing these old stories and beliefs and thoughts, that is going to keep you on that negative loop, right? And that's what I did for so many years is I didn't understand that that was something that could be changed. So when I had the awareness that that was something that I can tweak and pivot and by helping other people do the same thing that's kind of just a layered it's kind of like a layered learning process so by having the awareness and doing or using tools such as mindfulness and meditation and gratitude journaling and holistic eating and fueling your body and all of this stuff, when you put all of these different aspects into the whole picture, it is going to start to uncover those things that have been holding you back. Yeah, that is beautiful. And so one thing I just want to reiterate is that I think I hear you saying that for you, the way that you work with people and really help them and what helped you is you take all of these tools that you've learned from eating to mindfulness to journaling, all the things. You tried all the things and you found what works for you. And through those, you were able to, again, become more aware of yourself and become more aware of those patterns. And through tools and coaches such as Joe Dispenza and so many other amazing coaches who reminded you that you don't have to stay in that cycle, that there is another way. You are in turn doing that for others, which is also helping you continue to dive deeper in your own healing journey. Is that close? Yes, absolutely. Just being able to get myself unstuck throughout the years and shift those frustrations into motivation 
and being able to figure out what not only works for me, but for the clients that I'm working with when I can have a solid understanding of what someone is wanting to go after, what it is that they are no longer wanting to have in their life and their strengths along with some skills that can be better developed, that is when we start to uncover those limiting beliefs and work towards a helpful goal and transformation. Yeah, that's huge. And would you say that learning to connect with yourself and tapping into that intuitive side of you has really also helped you be able to see things that your client may be saying without saying? Yes, absolutely. Feeling connected and being able to trust your intuition. That was something that I had to overcome for quite many years. But being able to hear somebody even when they aren't expressing with the verbiage of what their needs are that need to be met and being able to not only connect with myself, but understanding how I was feeling and being able to recognize that in other people along with their body language and things like that and understanding where they are coming from without them having to verbalize it. Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you. And so that kind of leads me into my next question, which you touched on a little bit. You know, we were talking about neuroplasticity and connecting to self. And I really feel like that a lot of that it's twofold, right? So that's why sure. I'm so into the holistic nutrition and the emotionally focused therapy, because I believe that it takes the whole person to really get through this healing journey or yes. get us further, <laughs> right? Absolutely. And so I think nutrition plays a huge part, especially in that neuroplasticity. If our body is very acidic, it's not going to have that pliability, like with the neuroplasticity, it's going to be very stiff and unable to create new pathways. And also it affects our thinking, our thoughts, it affects every part of us. So our food choices impact how we feel and relate to others, ourselves. So can you explain how holistic eating has helped you improve your health and how you help your clients with that and their connection with those around them and themselves? Sure. So with holistic eating, in my opinion, like what you were saying, it is just the overall connection of mind, body and spirit. So when we have that awareness that there are different ways that food can affect our body, it allows you to figure out what makes you feel good and what makes you not feel good, right? And something that I find incredibly amazing is that the food that we do fuel our bodies with has a monumental effect on our emotional state, on our mood, and like what you were saying, our energy level and connecting with other people. Because if you are not fueling your body properly and listening and having that intuition and following that, you're gonna you're not gonna feel right. <laughs> you're not gonna feel good, right? Yeah. So if you are if you are fueling your body with the whole foods, trying to stay away from, in my opinion, like the less processed foods, you're going to start feeling better. And when you can start working mind, body, and soul, when you are learning how to control the way that you are thinking and you are fueling your body with proper nutrition and you are putting this all into one big cycle, it is definitely going to affect that the way that you're feeling, the way that you are showing up, the way that you are connecting with other people. Yeah, exactly. So I think I hear you saying that food plays an extremely huge role in our whole body, mentally, emotionally, and physically. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> right. So I'm really passionate about the food sensitivity testing that I do because I just don't think that a lot of people are talking about it. And 
when we talk about foods and how they affect our body, we don't talk about individualization. And I think that that's so huge because what is good for me might not be good for you. And again, really listening and understanding how we feel when we consume those foods. So this food sensitivity test is a panel of 184 foods and herbs that tells you what your body likes and doesn't like, basically. So it's an IgG delayed food allergy test, and it tests the antibodies against your immune system. And so it gives you a range of, hey, my body sees this as a pathogen, it doesn't see it as a pathogen, and basically how hard it hits your immune system. And so one of the things that I love about this is that it gives such a baseline. It takes the guessing out of what foods are good for you because like you said, it plays such an important role on every part of us. So if we are in this healing journey and we're trying to heal through trauma and create new habits and we want this neuroplasticity, but we're consuming foods that our immune system is attacking and sees as a pathogen, our body won't be able to heal and produce the other parts that we're asking it to do because it's over here fighting kale because your body doesn't like kale, right? So- yes, absolutely. <laughs> this, yes, absolutely. And so this is so hard when I see people, um, everybody wants to know what foods to eat to be on, you know, to be healthy or to lose weight. And we forget that we're individuals and we forget that our bodies are not like everybody else's, just the way that we heal, the way that we process, the way that we think, what our truths are, where we came from. Those are all individual and same for the food that we consume. We love getting to the root of things. You know, that is a passion yes. for both of us. It's like, okay, let's get to the root <laughs> of this. For me, this test is that in my in the food area because it takes the guess out of what could be causing us harm. And we don't talk about the delayed food allergies. You know, the symptoms can be just wide range. I think I talked a little bit about this in my last episode, so I'm not going to talk too much about it, but obviously I'm really passionate about it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. So yeah, I agree with you. You know, like touching on that, this topic actually hits me in the heart so much because that is what kind of was the catalyst for me diving into the holistic nutrition side of things was because we found out that my middle daughter had a severe dairy allergy and she would actually stop breathing if she would consume dairy. And I was nursing at the time. So I wanted to figure out what the root cause was and what the solution could be that I could do. And, you know, and obviously no medical claims or anything like that. But when I went to traditional doctors that didn't have this awareness, they couldn't give me answers. So that is when I dove into more of the holistic sides of things, seeking out more support in those areas and come to find out that I personally had a sensitivity to it and I was unaware my entire life. So in changing the way that I was eating opened up a whole new a whole new realm of knowledge for me. And like what you were saying, like the allergen sensitivity is, it it just hits home so much because three out of four of my kiddos, we have actually had to deal with this. And I think like what you were saying with clients that I have coached on their wellness journey, that is a common question of what foods should I eat? What foods should I not be eating? Like what is the routine? All of the things And I feel like that is something that sets us apart is because exactly like what you said, it is not a one shoe fits all kind of deal. And when you can really dive into just having that awareness that certain foods just don't agree with your body, that opens up a whole new plethora of experiences when you are able to start feeling better, but yet you're not feeling as if though you're giving up all of the things you love because you're trying to meet this goal. That when you're coming from a place of elimination, but from the sense of I'm not doing this to meet a goal, I'm doing this because I know it's going to make me 
feel so much better. I think that sets you up for a foundation to have better success versus eliminating things just because you're trying to hit a certain goal, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think I hear you saying that when you're working with people, that mindset of I want to feel better versus um, I just need to lose this weight. Yes. That mindset difference, your why and how you are going to respond to that and put your effort in is going to be very different. Is that what you're saying? Yes. I feel like when you start to dive in deeper and you start to uncover the root of like what we were saying, it just sets you up to have better expectations than just the instant gratification. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And this word awareness just keeps coming up. And I think it's so profound because it is really what started me on my healing journey is becoming aware, right? And I think that a lot of the women that we work with and speak to and resonate with what we talk about are in this season of questioning, Yes, are in this season of becoming aware. And we talked about questioning a little bit earlier. You were saying that you would question all of these things. Do you find that questioning can also be valuable if used in a way that's productive? Oh, yes, absolutely. Because here's the thing. When we get in, when... Here's the thing. When we find ourselves in these negative mind loops or these um, what people can call broken records, the thing about it is, is not all negative emotion is a terrible thing because we have to experience that uncomfortability to figure out what we don't like so that we can figure out what we do like. Yes, I love that. Yes. And we had chatted a little bit before about how I feel like there is such a stigma around this topic that we are trying to diminish all of these negative thoughts when in reality, it is just a skill set. I truly believe that a growth mindset is a skill set that you can get better with because I've done it and I have helped other people do the same thing. But when you can learn how to change the questions that you're asking yourself, Oh my gosh, it is a world of difference. So just for an example of a question of why are things never working out for me? Why do things always seem to be falling apart? Why do things always seem like they just, they can never, they can never go in my favor? I don't know about you, but just me asking those questions, my energy just went right. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> slow down, beat me, back it up. But when you're asking, why do things always work out for me? Why are things always working out in my favor? Why is the universe always showing up with those resources that I need? It lifts your energetic field. It lifts your vibration and your emotions when you're asking positive questions. So that was one thing for me that made a huge shift and a catalyst in my journey was being able to being able to change the questions. And my mentor, Sean Murphy, he always says that when you can change the way that you see things, the way that you see things change. So when you can ask yourself these different questions and pour in your focus on the empowerment part versus the lack, I think that that is what really opens the door to seeing that there is more out there than just what we have been conditioned to. Mm, Yes, that is, that's huge right there. And I've talked to so many that have a really hard time grasping that they have a really hard time um saying things that they don't feel right so like when you say Mm -hmm. why is the universe always um having my back why are all these things always why are all these good things happening to me i get so many people saying but nothing good happens how do i how do i change that how do i feel that right and and for me, I think that it takes working again with that whole person, getting to the root of that inner child and, and really 
talking to that little girl or that little boy and like, why, why do you feel that way? Where did that come from? Did you, you know, never have anything or could never have anything when you're little working with that, but also working with the nutrition, because again, if your body is super acidic, it's not going to get you where you want to go. And so it's not this one modality is going to fix everything. It's using all of these different modalities together. How do you feel about that? Absolutely. 100%. I feel like it is a, it is just a whole framework, right? It is a whole framework. And you know, and I have, I have worked with a lot of people who have those same emotions and feelings when it comes to like saying affirmations and asking ourselves different questions. Cause I was there I'm like, how do, how do you say these things and you're supposed to feel it and you're supposed to mean it. And I don't feel any of these things right now. I don't feel like things are always working out for me. And that's kind of, that's the pattern, right? That's what we're used to. So you're meeting somebody with resistance because our old, the beliefs that we have, and see, I caught myself there, the beliefs that we have, which are not old because they are still there, which I am still working on with the verbiage there, but that's where that awareness comes in to be able to recognize that, okay, I am going down the negative loop. This is where I need to stop myself. So I'm getting ready to start asking my questions of why things never work out for me. And the thing is, is whatever question you ask your brain, you are going to have validation. So whether your brain is designed to protect us and where I think a lot of people get it misconstrued is that those negative those negative thought patterns, those are not always a bad thing. It's just learning how to flip them like what we talked about before. But when you are asking a question, your mind is going to be searching for answers. So whether that be negative or positive, the question that you're asking, it's going to be validated with the answer of why that is. So something that I like to help people with is not so much having the feelings at first, but getting into that habit of stopping those negative loops. So when you feel yourself going down the spiral of asking your questions, you become aware that we are starting to ask negative questions. And then the next step is what is going to better serve me? So When you start to feel like nothing ever works out for me, you have to find that validation. So it's the little things throughout the day that start adding into that validation bank. So think of it like a piggy bank and you're going throughout your day and you find $5 on the side of the road that goes into your piggy bank. The universe is always working out for you. You got caught at a red light but there was an accident on the way to get to your destination, that is another validation in your piggy bank that everything always works out for you. So it is becoming aware of these little incremental shifts that you can make and the verbiage and the questions that you are asking yourself. That's huge. Okay, so I think I hear you saying that our brains are like computers and whatever we type into it, whatever we say out loud or internally puts into our system. And so when we are saying, why does nothing ever work out for us? That is going into our computer and it is spitting out. It's all, it's documenting, but it is also searching and spitting out things that confirm that. So it's going through all the files and picking out everything that validates that. And so what I think I hear you saying is that our computer is full of all of these negative files and documents. Mm -hmm. And so in order to change that, we have to begin collecting new files and documents to put our computer files. So when we see that penny, we're like, okay, this is the universe working in our favor. Money is always coming to me. You are then beginning to put that into your system so that it can file it away. Because again, it's all about these baby steps. It's all about the little teeny things that add up. It does not start with the big things. People want to go into like the big validation and the big 
affirmations, but really it starts on the really micro. Cause like you're saying, all of this adds up. And when we begin to compile a more positive file document stored in our computer, in our brain, when we are aware and when we're saying, okay, we want to shift this thought process, we now have information stored that can back that up. And then we begin to feel it. So where people might say, fake it till you make it, it's kind of like that, but there is an action. It's not faking it. You are grabbing information and storing it away for later when you need it. Is that close? Yes, absolutely. I love, I love that analogy. I absolutely love that. You know, and where your focus goes, the energy flows. So if you are constantly focusing on those aspects that are no longer serving you, that is what you are going to be growing. So if you are constantly focused on what is not working, you are going to be noticing more of what is not working. And if you start to focus on more of what is working and what is going right, you're gonna start noticing that more things are working, more things are going right. And that's a part of the reticular activating system is just bringing to light more of what you are focusing on. Just like if you have ever bought a new car, say like you bought a brand new blue car, you hadn't seen it very often and you get your keys, you're driving out the lot and on the way home, you see five of those same blue cars where you've never even noticed them before. You thought like, you thought this was very rare. You, you know, you just, you hadn't seen it before. And that's a part of that reticular activating system to where same thing with the negative thoughts. You hadn't been noticing them, but now they're at your forefront, so you are becoming more aware. Same thing with our positive thoughts. When we start to recognize all of the amazing things that are happening and going in our favor and all of the abundance that we are surrounded with, it just brings more of that into your reality. That's huge. And to kind of like touch on what you were saying about that awareness and like the blue car, I heard this analogy and it ties into words and how words are so powerful. And in talking about changing and becoming aware of our words, there is a huge difference between saying, I am not a bad cook versus I am a really good cook. So the meaning of it is kind of the same behind it, but Again, our the analogy is that our brain is like a computer, right? So if you type into Google and you say blue shoes, Google is going to find a bunch of blue shoes and spit them out. But if you type yes. in no blue shoes, Google is still going to find the blue shoes. It cannot compute a negative and neither can your brain. So becoming aware and really understanding the words that are coming from within or verbally is that it's so important to really, again, just be aware and changing those words and taking it a step further. And so a lot of people on this journey, when they're beginning, they're like, well, I'm not saying negative things. I'm, I'm saying that, you know, I'm not a bad cook, but your brain is still compiling it as a negative, if that makes sense. Oh my gosh, yes, absolutely. Because that is where I was at at the beginning of my journey is a couple years in, I felt like I was doing all the things. Like I felt like I was learning all the things and having um, new eyes, new vision to this whole new world of positivity. And I would still find myself becoming aware through constructive criticism that I was still verbalizing things in a way that wasn't serving me. So again, back to that awareness is that our brains can't compute to us saying we are not. So when we affirm that we are, in fact, a good cook, that is what is going to be downloaded into those programs. So we just have to tweak the verbiage that we're using, and it makes a monumental shift within your journey. Yes, that's huge. I definitely agree. And I think that we could talk about this for hours. <laughs> I think so. 
Okay, so kind of just to wrap everything up and circle back is that I think I hear you saying that it's it really is about that awareness and learning to become aware in those small moments in that shift where we have that trigger or that emotion, right? That emotion change and that that's so huge. And that you're saying that that takes so many different modalities, working on a lot of different things, but to take it one baby step at a time and that there are people who have been there and are available to help you on this journey such as your beautiful self. Is that close? Oh my gosh, Amber. Yes, you are just amazing. And it's that first baby step. It is, it's the first time that you are doing it scared, the first time of the unknown, just getting yourself out there to be able to change anything. I mean, it's uncomfortable, right? Being uncomfortable is not something that we always want to do, hence why we are still carrying out the same habits, patterns, and behaviors that have gotten us here, right? But the thing about it is is those habits, patterns, and behaviors that have gotten us to where we are today are not necessarily the habits, patterns, and behaviors that we need in order to step into our highest self and to achieve the dreams and desires that we're going after. And what you just touched on as a whole, mind, body, and soul, I really think that they they all play a connection in this. And I just really wanted to touch on really quick about your emotionally focused therapy, because I think that that is something that a lot of people can benefit from. And I would just like to hear you share just a little bit more on how this can help them, because it intrigues me. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) It's something that I'm super passionate about because in a world, again, where we just don't feel seen, heard, and and valued, and in a world where everybody is trying to fix it and make it go away, I learned along my journey that my job is really just to love people where they are. And that everything that people are going through and that they do comes from a place comes from a place of of pain and fear and to really help people be seen in those moments I think allows them to feel safe enough to move forward in their journey and so in a nutshell when we talk about being safe I mean mentally emotionally spiritually and physically and we as a society I don't think really understand and know how to do that without feeling like we have to defend our own and that we can truly just love people where they are. And when we are able to do that, it opens up people again to feel safe to begin their healing journey or just to be. And I think that people get scared when we talk about safe as it has such a negative condensation nowadays, but really we're just all big children. We're all just little kids still trying to figure out what the hell we're doing in this life. Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) Right. And so just being able to see and understand and, and normalize everything that we're feeling and going through. So that's really what I'm passionate about and what I try to help people do through that emotionally focused therapy coaching is give them a safe space to just be and Again, most people just want to be seen and heard in what they're feeling. Absolutely. And I just think that is so powerful. And I'm sure that you've probably touched on that. But for anybody who is listening today, how can they connect with you to be able to have more support in this area from you? Yeah, that's a great question. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so um, <laughs> so I do have a website, ambermccray.com. You could check that out. On all my social medias, I have a link tree and there is a link to schedule a free consultation. So I like to just meet with people, see if it resonates. They can ask questions. There's you know, no cost in that to have my time and attention and thoughts for 30 minutes. 
I I love that. I love it. And I mean, what you do is absolutely amazing. So for somebody to be able to have more support in this area, I think that it could do nothing but behoove them. So I say to hop on and get on a discovery call with Miss Amber because I promise you that you are going to love it. Oh, thank you, Sam. And where can our listeners find out more about you and what you do? Absolutely. So my name on all social media is Sam Maurer. Maurer is M-A-U-E-R. And you can find me on any of the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. And there will be a link there with all of the things that I can help support you in and all of those areas. Awesome, Sam. You are truly amazing. Thank you so much for your time and your energy and just all of your knowledge in this area. Again, also for your passion and just love and encouragement for wanting to help people through these very normal things to help them gain the life that they want. And so I know that I have personally benefited from it and I continue to look forward to all the things that you have coming out. Sam is exploding over here. She has so many things in the works. So you guys, please just be on the lookout for all of those things. Check her out. Again, Sam, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so, so much for the honor. And thank you for gifting me with your time and energy and allowing me to be in your space and chit chat with you and your community. It is honestly and honor, and I am beyond grateful. So thank you so much, gorgeous. The content provided in this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended as a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. The intention of the host and guests is to spread love and awareness. Always seek the advice of your physician or trusted healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you've heard in this podcast. Before we wrap it up, I've got some podcast gems for you. We have Heather Harrington's Hot Mess Espresso. Her resilience and vibrant energy are just what you need on your healing journey. Also, give a listen to Hunter Allen's Everything is Connected podcast for some refreshing insights on emotional intelligence and mental health. Please go check them out. You definitely won't be disappointed.